Welcome everybody to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by the Kamenetsky brothers. This is Mailbag Monday. This is going to be a mailbag episode. We have some questions from iTunes. We have some questions from Twitter. The Lakers beat the Jazz yesterday, and I say Lakers in in, in air quotes, and I say Jazz in air quotes because uh, <laughs> neither team was particularly well represented. How are you guys' weekends going though, Brian? Like you guys, you guys, uh, in, you know hanging in there big soccer big soccer weekend as as weekends are now i mean it's very exciting the kids are back playing soccer and they can get out of the house and do stuff like that and so that's that's essentially what i did i I watched soccer and i watched the uh the lakers beat the jazz in overtime it was a a, quite a big weekend we had a big night complaining about the the stars and the and the uh all-stars in your kids uh soccer league too well, it's, like a, it's being, look i mean it's a compressed schedule they're they're getting everything in you know, they, you know they they're, they're playing and... you know 17 <laughs> spring games in what they really should be doing in 14 um we were told there would not be an all-star weekend but there is i mean there's a lot going on here um i you know they're trying to do this without a bubble um but you know we're, we're doing the best we can andy do you go to like all because Jen is kind of sort of expected to go to all of our niece's soccer stuff. Do you, do you still go to all of that stuff for, for Brian, Brian's kids? God, no, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know where his kids got his do own this. kid. Where's yeah. I, I, I've got we my have own... Our own kid too, but we're like, you know, it's like, Oh, if you're a good, your uncle, kid doesn't do anything. Your, aunt, your, you know. your, your kid is, is not, is, is useless. She doesn't uh, do anything. She just dunked she the know. other day, sir. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, yeah. last night, last night, uh, we had a family night game night, uh, after dinner on Saturday. And this was a, uh, I think a very critical bonding moment in the relationship between me and my 10 year old. Uh-huh. I taught her how to play Texas Hold'em. Oh, this what? was really fun, man. Oh, this was a man. lot of fun. You should have, you should have done that on locker room. Like you should have. <laughs> <laughs> like that would have been a good show i'm i'm actually well, she was in the middle of school anthony i'm, I'm <laughs> i have to try to be some type of responsible parent <laughs> no that's awesome that's yeah that's great. yeah it was a lot of fun but to, to your other question the, the boys do always say why doesn't uncle andy come to our games uh he, <laughs> they, they they do ask that all the time uh, but andy just doesn't care i i want you i want you to tell them in the most gently you know gentle way possible totally uninterested it's because i don't love you <laughs> no i do love them i love i think of them as my own sons i don't have time for that <laughs> think of them as your own son so just good to know you wouldn't show yeah, i think either. i think of them as my own neglected <laughs> right sons. sons for whom i will not show up to their activities yeah i th- oh, I, I and i hope that they think of me as a deadbeat father figure <laughs> they think you drink a lot <laughs> do they get nervous every time i go out and get a pack of smoke it's because why does uncle andy why does uncle andy smell funny (laughs) i just learned a lot more about you guys in the last like three minutes that was great um today's show obviously it is a mailbag show so i'm going to dive into the itunes mailbag first and then uh andy and brian well i guess andy was a responsible one and uh, asked the questions for uh the twitter audience as well so we're going to dive into those questions as well. We'll go ahead and start with with this one from uh, LA240825, who wrote, uh, Hi, Anthony. Sad that Pete had to leave the show, but I look forward to seeing what is next. My question is, how much do you think the fans and no fans in the arena uh, affects the Lakers shooting? 
I've noticed when the Lakers shoot well, it's usually at an arena that has some fans in it. Does that seem uh, like a reach? Are the Lakers as a team just cursed <laughs> with bad shooting? Uh, thanks for all you do and keep up the good work. Thank you very much. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll start uh, with you, Brian. Do you think, do you think fans being there and not being there impacts like depth perception? Is it a no. more natural state? Like, do you think, I, like, I think you know, it, what, it, what, it impacts energy. It yeah. impa- like these are the things that matter with fans in the building. I mean, like, the, the bubble where you're essentially playing on a sound stage is how it's been compared. That makes a difference in terms of the, the perception and, you know, the size of these buildings and all that kind of stuff, particularly at a place like Staples though, where they do the theater lighting, you don't see nearly as much of the crowd as you do at other buildings. So the size of Staples Center, whether there are fans in there or not, makes a difference relative to a different building, relative to the bubble. The Lakers struggle with shooting because they don't have a team of good shooters. That's why. I mean, like this, there's no secret ingredient. There's no, but people look at it and they see stretches where they shoot really well and then stretches where they're terrible and wonder why, like, you try to assign some sort of explanation to it that goes beyond the Lakers just don't have a lot of guys who are historically excellent shooters. Um, and that's what it gets into. That explains the inconsistency um, with, with the shooting is, you know, KCP has always been an inconsistent shooter and, you know, Caruso has had moments where he's been really good and others where he's not. And, you know, it's just, that's, that's what this team is. Um, I don't think it's related to venue. I do think energy picks up considerably even now with 2000 people at Staples Center relative to zero. Um, you know, in, under normal circumstances, I think Andy people would consider that to be like dead. Like if, if, if Staples was half full, it would bring the Lakers down, but having people in the building elevates them, even if it's only a few. Yeah, I think when people look at the hot shooting for the Lakers in the bubble last season and, and you start looking at uh, conflation to crowds versus not crowds, whatever, I think that may have been very specific to Orlando and, and that building they were playing in just because a lot of players talked about how the specific sight lines, the way they mm-hmm. were set up and like the sight points uh, were unusual and kind of favorable for players. But I think if you go around uh, different arenas in terms of where these guys normally play. I, I tend to agree with Brian, but the, you know, the, I think just the crowds are going to be helpful in general, especially for these guys that have just been craving normalcy. I mean, it has been a bizarre year and a half in the NBA for these guys on the court, off the court, in their personal lives, everything. And just anything that feels more like what they're used to more like the NBA that they've always played in the basketball that they've always played in. I think they're just going to find it beneficial. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm so the Orlando thing was interesting because a lot of guys talked about the, the actual depth perception because the mm-hmm. walls were closer to the, mm-hmm. to the court, you know, and, and they said that their shooting improved as a result. It was more like my, my gardeners are right outside the, the, window this is perfect my gardener my gardeners yeah i will tell them to be more quiet how dare they disturb me my my uh, my brother my brother-in-law's last name is actually gardener so like you know my gardeners are over there like (laughs) (laughs) um but no the 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 um yeah they they said that get a handle on your help anthony what's that get a handle on the help okay (laughs) my yeah i mean i would troll your staff you know 
I could just let Callie out and see what happens. My my dog and see just you know see how that goes. But yeah, the the um they the players all said in Orlando they're shooting everybody across the board improved. And actually, I thought that put the Lakers in kind of a unique uh, position to win more games than everybody else because they didn't design their team around shooting. So if you have players who are more rounded players and their shooting improves, it makes them better players. It makes them more valuable players. Whereas like a team like Houston, how much better is a, a really good shooter actually going to become like, you know, we're just, they tried Anthony. They tried to build their team around shooting last year. It just didn't work. They tried <laughs> well, again this year and it well, hasn't like, worked. Like KCP isn't JJ Redick, right? You know, JJ Redick is a, is a better shooter. KCP is a, a more rounded player. He's a more, you know, he's a more versatile player. And so like JJ Redick isn't going to like not miss. Whereas like KCP started shooting better in the bubble and he becomes a much better player. He's more impacted by the bubble. So I think I think Maybe. like this year's this year's going to be interesting because the Lakers role players, KCP isn't going to be bubble KCP again, you know, and, and I just I, I think I just I think all of these things, there's so much randomness to it. Yeah. And, you know, K, yeah, I, Jay, there's no re, I, I, don't, I don't buy the premise. There's no reason if KCP can be five percent better in the bubble, there's no reason that JJ Redick wouldn't be five percent better in the bubble. I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. But I, I, KCP sucked before but the playoffs he was, started. He was Markeith better than, Morris. He was better Markeith than Morris, like 5% better, though. Like KCP, right, but that's, that's because there are stretches of time where one player is going. Mean, this is what is – we talked about this a little bit on Locker Room on Friday. Mm -hmm. Like that's to some degree what got the Lakers through is all of us – because Morris and KCP, if memory serves, and I don't know the, the numbers in front of me. I have a computer, and I'm still not going to look it up. I'm just going to go ahead and speak. <laughs> The, the Lakers couldn't hit a shot until the, the playoff part of the bubble started. Like yeah. we, we, had, we were rightly all frightened of what could happen if they kept shooting like that when the actual playoffs began. And the, what turned out was they didn't. But the idea that the bubbles just suddenly fixed the Lakers in the shooting, well, yeah, it fixed it in the playoffs when they started hitting shots. KCP got hot. Marquise Morris got hot. But they were terrible before that. And so if you flip-flop those things, and the Lakers get in the bubble and, oh, my God, look at the sight lines. It's great. They, it's improved their shooting. And then they all go cold in the playoffs. It's a different conversation. And so I think basically what people should expect is the Lakers are going to be a pretty inconsistent, possibly bad perimeter shooting team. And you just hope it doesn't matter that much because they have LeBron and AD. I like I like they, the and play excellent like defense. The, the, the Friedrich Nietzsche, the, the, the Nietzsche of, of, of our podcast. Like, nothing matters. The Lakers are the Lakers. God is dead. You know, like, <laughs> we're, just, we're just rolling along here. Not, like, the, 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 the outside periphery stuff doesn't matter. As the old saying goes, Anthony, God can't hit from outside. <laughs> not your God. Mine can. The, the, the parting of the Red Sea, was that spacing? Like, was that, you know, that was just, you know. All right, let's take a quick second here. When we come back, we're going to uh, discuss role players uh, because the Lakers role players beat the, the Jazz role players without any stars involved. So people are obviously interested in, in what that means. I don't, you know, I don't think it means much, but we're going to, we're going to uh, discuss that. And uh, we have to discuss Andre Drummond not liking the Big Penguin nickname. I know, Brian, this is like your favorite thing to talk about. Uh, but this is a hugely tr controversial topic uh, that we're going to get to in the uh, in the third segment. So hang tight. We'll come back to all of that here in a bit. 
Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKEDON, and you will save 20% off your next order. Not your first, your next. So however often you go to the website and you make a purchase, use that promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to save 20% off. And you're saving 20% off on an incredible product. We've been working with these guys forever now, and it is a the kind of thing, the kind of partnership you're really proud of, not just because of the ability that we've been able to work together, but also because of how great the product itself is and how easy it is to sell. I've told my family about it, close friends back home, uh, friends that I've made out here. I personally use it almost every day, basically. I, I would probably say I'm closer to every day than anything else, any other way you could describe this thing. It's great for me because I'm always on the go, always have some errand to run or something to ride or something like that. Avery got into some kind of trash or something, so I have to clean up and don't have enough time to uh, eat a full meal. Built Bar is, is, has been great with that. I've lost weight since we've started working with them because it's a super healthy bar. Great flavors, great textures, just an all-around fantastic product. So one more time, head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, the best protein bar you'll ever eat. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today in a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest news stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, next question here comes from Tyson Chandler, 783. Welcome to the show, Tyson Chandler. You guys excited about, you know, Tyson Chandler writing in? And uh, welcome to Locked on Lakers, you guys. You guys get questions from Tyson Chandler. What a waste of his retirement years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, I'm I'm embarrassed for Tyson Chandler (laughs) that this is what he did. Man got a ring, (laughs) lottery pick, wealthy. Come on, man. And now he wants Lakers, some real listen. basketball insight that he was unable to get during the course of his career. Frank so Vogel on the phone. <laughs> like, seriously. But anyway, continue. <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> hey, Mr. Irwin and Mystery. No, now I get why he why you're angry at Tyson Chandler. He said, Mystery new host a week into you guys being here. That's why you guys are upset at, the, at Tyson Chandler because he doesn't know uh, what your guys' next gig or current gig is. Which team would win an NBA championship with the current roster that each team has. The uh, the catches that Thanos snapped away every all-star, including past ones like Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, and D'Lo. Thanks. P.S. Uh, skills challenge slash dunk contest players can stay, so Aaron Gordon is fine. And so basically, like, at its heart, it's asking which team is best situated to win without their stars or or which 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 teams role players are the best and and uh andy i'll go ahead and start here with you do you do you even like the the, the way that the the phrasing is 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 the, you know the way that the question is phrased from our our friend of the show tyson chandler well i mean the the truth is the answer to that question is none of them because no team is built to win without its stars. Otherwise, you wouldn't bother getting those stars in the first place. Right. I was going to say, like, otherwise, the stars aren't stars. I mean, like, 
you can look at the role players on on different teams across the league. And like, for example, I think defensively, there's no team in the league with better role players than the Lakers. I mean, and we've seen this over the course of this period without LeBron James, without Anthony Davis. The Lakers defense has been every like literally every bit as good without those guys. So it stands to reason that from a defensive standpoint, there is no team in the league better built to, to battle defensively without their stars than the Lakers. But at the same time, though, like that doesn't mean that. But Andy, is well- that is that all person? Real quick, I don't mean to, I, I want to ask you the question though. Is that is that all personnel? I because I you know individually some of these guys are not. I think it's considered great defenders. I, 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 to I me, think that's a, lot, that's a lot of Vogel. Well, it's a lot of Vogel, but I mean, for whatever it is a lot of Vogel. Um, but for whatever reason, it's manifesting itself defensively. Like they they are mm-hmm. if you subbed in different role players, maybe it turns out different. I don't know. But we've seen the last couple of years because there's been turnover uh that they've done really well defensively, regardless of who's in there. I mean, it could be a credit to Frank Vogel, but the bottom line is this is the production. This is what's mm-hmm. actually happening on the court. But at the same time, though, does that mean that the Lakers would be well-equipped to uh, win a championship without LeBron or without AD just because of those guys? No. Might win one anyway because I don't think any of these other teams would be, you know, the Clippers are not well-equipped to win a championship without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. The Nuggets are not well-equipped to win without Jokic and I guess in this case Michael Porter because they're already not going to have Jamal Murray. The Sixers are not well-equipped to win a championship without Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and down the line. So I think really the answer is none of these teams are. What really I think is, is the, the best way of looking at this is just which team do you think has the role players that best complement the stars Correct. You know that, yeah. are, that ultimately are going to be the reasons that you win these championships or not? I, and I think that's that, that part of it, I think, Andy, is the most important and is that your role players are not designed to win on their own. They're designed and it, they're not even designed to just be really good. It's not there. There is no sort of objective statistical measurement of this role. This group of role players is better than that one, because all that matters really is how they work relative to the star and certain players that may be objectively better than maybe guys that are on the Lakers. Or if you're a Clippers fan and you love that group, you know, more, whatever it may be, a player might be better objectively or all around uh, as, as a basketball player, but not be as useful as a role player on a specific team because the skill set doesn't match with the star. And so I think what makes the Lakers hopefully work when all these guys are back and what we certainly saw last year is that all of these guys work really well in that orbit of LeBron and AD. And, you know, they'd work even better if they were better shooters. But, you know, that's what we saw is like this system. Everybody, you know, Kuzma gets to be the best version of Kuzma that he can be. And and all of this stuff like that. That's what makes a difference. Um, I I don't know if the Lakers role players are better than Denver's. There are guys on that roster I think are great that I'd probably love to have on the Lakers, but uh, they all fit really well with LeBron and AD. Well, I also think like, you know, it, it, kind of speaks to the kind of players the Lakers have access to that most teams don't in that players are taking discounts to come and win a championship with the Lakers. You're you're getting some of that going on. Um, The Lakers have done a really good job in finding role players who have been able to grow in their roles, right? Like Kuzma, 
I don't think we thought was going to be this kind of role player uh, heading into his career. Alex Caruso was someone that they just kind of found off the scrap heap in the G League. And, and so, like, you know, the, some of this stuff is, is actually actually puts, you know, paints the Lakers in a better light. I just think, you know, when it comes to role players, their, their job is to fulfill a role. Their job is to uh, put, put their stars in a spot where they can be the best version of, the, of themselves. And so for, you know, for the Lakers, when, when Alex Caruso wasn't playing very well at the beginning of the Lakers time without LeBron, I was like, yeah, <laughs> isn't, you know, everything Look, that made Alex Caruso yeah. valuable was, was because KCP. he played really well with, with LeBron. KCP is the embodiment of this because we saw how he looked pre-LeBron and we saw him with LeBron. Then we saw him with LeBron and AD and it is not a coincidence that the best version of KCP has come with LeBron and yeah. AD. Because mm-hmm. then you can ask KCP, just do these two or three mm-hmm. specific things, nothing else. But yeah. guess what? Those two or three things that KCP is now being asked to do and nothing else, he's really, really good, good at. at. If you, if What makes stars stars is that, A, they can bring it on, you know, if you play 10 games, they can really bring it in eight or nine. But the other thing is, is they're good at almost everything. LeBron, Anthony, like these guys are really good at almost everything you can ask them to do. What makes role players role players is that they're probably good at two or three things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I think this is another place where you can really credit Vogel is the Lakers have done an excellent job of not asking players to do things that they shouldn't be asked to do. And, you know, I'm not talking about this stretch where LeBron and AD are out, where everybody has to do more things they're comfortable with, partially explains some of the turnovers. It explains some of the fan fans being upset with even somebody like Schroeder or Harrell or some of this like, why can't they you know, put the team on their shoulders? And, because they're not supposed to. That's never been their job. They're not it's good. Not, it's not their job. I mean, they're, they're not they're good. It's not. It is. How many players around the league are really capable of putting a team on their back? you know, to, to use that cliche, the answer is not many. Right. And yeah. so there, this coaching staff has done an excellent job of making it. So nobody is asked to do things that they shouldn't be asked to do. Um, and it's why when everybody comes back, I, I think they'll, they'll be good. And I think it's why just to throw a little bit of Drummond in here before, uh, before we're done with this topic, I think it's why Drummond will be fine because when the stars are back, Drummond's role is going to be tailored specifically to the stuff that they want Drummond to do. And as we saw in the Utah game, he Vogel will be perfectly happy to take Drummond off the floor when he thinks they need to go small or they did, you know, that's what they did late against Utah when they couldn't get a bucket and they were having trouble matching up defensively and it stabilized things and got him into overtime. Then he brought him back when he thought it was. So I I don't worry about any of that stuff. I think they're in great shape there if they can get healthy. I mean, I'm I'm always going to worry about Andre Drummond. All right, let's let's wrap up this uh, <laughs> <Of> <laughs> let's wrap up this segment with this quick little question here uh, from Australian Laker. In your first episode with your new co-host, you implied in your ad reads that you used Indeed in the hiring process. I'm curious, did the Kamenetsky brothers submit a joint or individual resume? Uh, second question: Since the brothers come as a package, is their salary paid into one account like the Morris twins? Uh, do you want to? Do you guys want to touch any of this? I, you know, I, here's how I want to answer this question, Andy. Do you have a resume? Yes, I actually do, do have a resume. What's um, the first I, line of the resume? I'm always curious about that. My name. 
it's always it's a great place to start. You didn't even give so so you you're not proud of of I mean that's not something you even did, right? Like you're, you know. I mean, you got to tell people where to start, who they, you know, who they're dealing <laughs> the with. My name, I mean, look, Anthony, when you got a name with as much cachet as mine, you put it first. Like you 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 get That's actually right the, that's it. the only thing that's on the resume. Yeah. <laughs> it just says Andy Kamenetsky. Andy it is. It is. I it's it's it doesn't even have contact information. The truth, it's, it it's ends just, with just his name. It has it's, to end it, with your welcome. Like if you're Skip Bayless's resume definitely ends with your welcome, right? It just like, it just it's the true like idea. Slotan. Yeah, it's the true idea of the resume speaks for itself. It just yeah, I just I, I I asked the question only because I don't think I have a document. I could make one pretty quickly, but I don't think I have a document in my computer. That's like Brian's resume. Like yeah. I, that's it speaks to how weird this world that we live in is, and how you kind of go from job to job and whatever. Yeah. Like I, I haven't applied for a job in <laughs> two decades, right? Like where you send in a resume and you go through HR. Like I don't, I don't. So I don't have that document that says, you know, um, Brian Kamenetsky's CV, and here's all the stuff that I've done, and whatever. And but to be clear, if you were looking, you would use Indeed. Yes, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, you know, if I, if I was, and I, you know, I did find you guys on Indeed somehow, which was the craziest <laughs> thing. Uh, while I while I was looking for a new co-host, so Under so yeah, that was, that was <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and quick, take a quick second. Brought to you by Embiid, indeed, <laughs> and uh, and and uh, come back and and uh, dive into more of a a you know rapid fire segment here with the Twitter questions. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Head on over to Bet Online. Use that promo code Locked On for a fifty percent deposit bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine can also be found at uh, BetOnline.ag. And also the Twitter account, at BetOnline underscore AG. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best place to bet, place all your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Betonline.ag, promo code locked on. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. Uh, this is this one's right. This one is written for you, uh, Ryan, because you are the nickname guy mm. on this team, and that you hate nicknames. I just um, think it's it's overdone. <laughs> at bias with a bunch of numbers behind it uh since dre isn't crazy about the pink uh big penguin nickname how about big bear instead I, I i already fixed the nickname problem he said the other night andre drummond said this week that he wanted a more aggressive nickname than big penguin so i went on twitter and i decided that his name would be aggressive penguin and so that to me works like he wins he gets something more aggressive i like the penguin thing because penguins are great um, and it's unique and, you know, it's kid friendly and they're, they're fun and they waddle and it's, it's good. So I, I, I have solved this problem. His name is aggressive penguin, <laughs> but he's correct about bears. 
Do you think um, you know, orcas like? Do you think they instead of chicken fingers they do penguin fingers? Like, do you think they'll eat anything, man? <laughs> you're out in the wild like that. I mean, as, as long as long as you are capable of eating it, man. Like, there's no menu. You take what's in front of you. Oh, that's actually fun to think that orcas like while they're swimming around, like, hey, what sounds good today? I mean, you because they're you don't actually get... good enough hunters where they can just choose. It's not like what stumbles across their path. They there's no you know. there's no Postmates, Anthony. Like I mean, you take what's in front of you. But yeah, I here's my here's my problem with this question. You can't pick your nickname. Andre Drummond is a big penguin. Like you don't you don't that's not that's not something he has any control over anymore. Yeah, I I'm a 100 a believer in this. If a nickname is great. And everybody loves it. The consensus is this is a crowd pleaser. Too bad if you don't like it. Like Kevin yeah. Durant hates Slim Reaper. I don't oh care. God, it was Slim an incredible Re- nickname. Yeah, right. But that's why people keep calling him it. But, but he again, also hates. He, but he, he hates Durantula too, which is almost as good as Slim Reaper. He right. might hate Kevin and Durant. <laughs> he just Kevin Durant doesn't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> but the point being, though, Kevin like, Durant lacks whimsy. I think we at this point we can all agree that Kevin Durant is one of the three least whimsical people in the NBA. I don't know who the other two are. I'm just trying to give myself some space. Kevin Durant lacks whimsy. I want whimsy to become a stat, right? Like, <laughs> like the acronyms, right? So you have like a stat called LeBron. You have Per. You have all these whimsy. things. I want. I, I want. I. I. Before whimsy. the end of the season, I will come up with my first team all NBA whimsy. Yes. My, my first team all win whimsy team and KD is not on it. I would hope I would hope that by the end of the show you'll come up with that. Like that's that's that would yeah, that like, would be I'm not doing it in six minutes. <laughs> all right. Four so, if we want to claw some time back. Would you uh some of us read the handbook? <laughs> Andy, would you choose first seed with LeBron and AD playing 72 games or seventh with them refreshed? <sighs> Here's I'm tempted to say first first seed with 72 games because the implication is they managed to get through 72 games without any type of injury or any type of real issues. That being the case, I don't think it's that much different than the idea of the whatever refreshment that they would feel in the seventh seed. And the seventh seed is going to be more of a pain in the ass. I'm actually not for what it's worth somebody that really subscribes to the idea of, well, you know, the upside to an injury is, you know, Anthony Davis got two and a half months off. No, Mm. he spent two and a half months recovering from an injury. Like his body felt something. He he didn't go to the Caribbean and kick it. Like, you know, this was rehab. Like I I don't better to not get hurt than it is to get hurt. Right. There is, you know, this notion that LeBron, you know, had two months. No, no, he didn't. He had two months dealing with a severely sprained ankle. Like that's what actually happened. You know, did he, did he get some odometer back that otherwise would have been used during the stretch? Sure. But his body paid a toll for that time away from the court. So I would take number one in 72 games, because again, the inference is there were no problems along the way. That is the correct answer. <laughs> All right, let's end on this one. Uh, we don't have very much time to answer it. So I'm just going to take it myself. Does uh, Drummond have good hands or bad hands? Can't tell because he rebounds well and catches lobs, but also fumbles a lot, especially in traffic. He has bad hands. He Look, penguins do not have fingers. So, of course, he doesn't catch the ball very well. I, I texted uh, Andy the other day. I said that uh, 
Drummond plays like he's afraid to hurt the basketball. He, <laughs> of course, you had sent that text. This is the best part of this, and this is where you <laughs> really know Anthony just needs help when it comes to Andre Drummond. Yeah. This text arrived right at a period where Drummond hit back-to-back <laughs> baskets and then set this mother of a screen that freed up Schroeder for a jumper. I get this text from Anthony. I'm like, dude, he's doing really and he's super good angry. I mean, things. He went for 27, 8, and 3 with with a the block and two steals against Utah uh, on Saturday. Hit seven of his eight free throws, was 10 of 15 from the floor, and was a plus 18. It's like, you know, I mean, the guy is capable of doing some good things. To quote, to quote Stugatz, do it in the playoffs. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode. <laughs> I like yeah, that. A I'm lot of months like... ahead of this. <laughs> There's a lot of this coming. I can feel it already. <laughs> I actually saw Andy and Brian both die at the exact same moment. As I, I, said. Look, I, I look, and if he sucks in the playoffs, I will be here just to to announce like I I saw this coming, and the Lakers <laughs> did a terrible thing in signing him. But I mean. You got to pick your spots, Anthony. Otherwise, people just think you're, you know, you're, you're a crazy you're a charlatan. Person? Yeah, I, that would that would really be terrible if people thought I was crazy. All right, <laughs> that's that was a fun this first mailbag that we all did together, right? So it was a fun yeah, this first is the second mailbag. We did a mailbag last week. Well, second mailbag that we've all done together. Um, fun In fact, I'm not entirely of- sure some of the questions you chose weren't from last week. That's okay. <laughs> Have a a great rest of your weekend if you guys are listening to this Sunday night. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys Monday with Brian because Andy does not do back-to-back shows. That is is, Kawhi Leonard of podcast. (laughs) Have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else listen to you.